Welcome to Season 2 of the Forrester Baseball Podcast, Behind the Dish. A behind-the-scenes look at Forrester Baseball. Here's your host, Ryan Walker. Welcome to Episode 2 of the Forrester Baseball Podcast, Behind the Dish. I'm joined here by Forrester outfielder and transfer Matt Wolf. Matt, thanks so much for joining the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely, Matt. I had to get you on at some point. You have uh, kind of a crazy story, and I just wanted to start off with it, you know, I'm still get confused by it. it. There's the Navy, Kentucky, and Fishers transferring all over the place. <laughs> um, can you start from Fishers High School, where you played baseball and won a state title, I believe, correct? Yeah, yeah that's correct. Can yeah. you start from there and just kind of let everybody know who Matt Wolf is in terms of your baseball career, where you've been, the steps that you've taken, just kind of take it over there. Absolutely. So um, my senior year at Fishers, we won our state championship. It's pretty awesome. Uh, great experience. Great group of guys. Um, a lot of great guys on that team too. So then I was committed to the Naval Academy. After that, I went my first two years and played baseball there. And then the COVID year struck, and then there was a little bit of indecision on like what would happen with all the athletic programs. And then as well as my two for seven would have came up. So then I would have signed a contract to be in the Navy for the next seven years, which I wasn't totally committed to signing at that time. I wasn't sure that's what I wanted to do with my life, so I decided that I would transfer, try my luck in the transfer portal, and I ended up at Kentucky, and uh, I got hurt over that summer playing baseball, so I never really had a chance to play there or try out or anything, so I thought my baseball career was done then, and then... Lo and behold, Coach Frame reaches out to me come about December, and it's like, hey, man, saw your name in the portal. You want to come play? And I was like, absolutely. I just missed it so much. So yeah, that's what brings me here to Huntington. Yeah, sure thing. You knew Langston beforehand as well. Did he, did he try to recruit you before Thad or Mike talked to you about coming here? Um, there, was a, there were times, I think. Um, so me, Langston, and Satchel all played summer ball together. And there were a couple times, I think when I first was going to transfer, Langston throws the idea out, and he's like, dude, how sick would it be to get all the old sluggers back together? <laughs> and I was like, that would be really fun. Uh, still wasn't entirely sure if that's what I wanted to do, but then after basically a semester away from baseball, I was like, I, I need it back in my life. Yeah, so. yeah. And it's it's been a long time coming. You know, I, I don't remember the last time that maybe you played in a college game, maybe two, three years ago or yeah. so. It must have been nice to get back out there uh, in Arizona, and you swung it well. How nice was it to go back to uh, playing college baseball again and then doing it at a high level? I mean, you had eight hits in that first weekend. How good did that feel to get back out there? I mean, uh, it certainly felt great, especially I had a rocky fall, as I'm sure you have heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably had a total of zero hits. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what Thad was saying that, over yeah, the first so. podcast. I was, I was surprised. I was surprised. So it definitely took a while to get the timing back and everything, but, I mean, come Arizona, something just clicked in, and then it was like it's almost like riding a bike. It's like you just never forget, and you mm-hmm. just get right back to it. So. Definitely been exciting to get back outside and playing again, and Arizona was just such a blessing, especially not having too much of a fall. Mm-hmm. 
So getting that week or so outside before we even played was just an amazing experience. Yeah, sure. And we've we've had um, a little bit of struggles with outfield depth due due to a little bit of Sam going back to Australia. And I mean, we put Callen as a freshman catcher out in left field <laughs> last year, and and dies from on the mound. So so it's me bringing you in was almost like a solidified part of the lineup. But of course, with many bench options, it's never a lock. And then on the second or third pitch, you launch one into deep left field, and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> all right, <laughs> I guess this is uh, I guess this is good." Take me through that first at bat. Did you surprise yourself? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, I did. Um, so Thad actually gave me the take sign my first pitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, and honestly, I probably would have swung at it, and I think it was a curveball in the dirt. So I appreciate him for that. <laughs> um, ended up taking second, and then. He he gave me a nod like if it's there go get it and I was like all right and just saw the fastball well saw it up and put a good bat on the ball and that field was massive I mean like mm-hmm. 365 down the lines probably 400 out to the gap so I hit it and I was like I hit it really good so mm-hmm. I'm gonna get on my horse and I'm gonna see if I can't get a triple out of it <laughs> <laughs> see I and- <laughs> I was watching online. I didn't know if it was gone or not because of the angle of the camera until I saw you rounding third. So I, I think you were running around the bases trying to get the third. <laughs> it was right up, right up until I got to second base. That's when I finally saw it went out. Yep. And like everyone, Ian's kind of joked with me a couple times, and he's like, "You hit it," and I was, we were all joking from the the dugout, like, "You're up, man. You're up. Don't worry about it." Yep. And I was sprinting all the way. <laughs> Hey, it, I mean, I, <laughs> cardio, I guess, try to be faster. I, I don't know. that On this team, it's it, speed is, of course, one of, the, one of the main things on this team. So you were just showing off, you know. <laughs> I can get to second in this amount of time, and then I'll try it the rest of the way, of course. Um, baseball fields. You guys got on the turf field for the first time a couple days ago. How did, did it look from there? I mean, because you've seen pictures of it when it's right. completely done but you guys were in Arizona and then massive snowfall you guys finally got to practice on it how was uh, how did it look i guess it it looked absolutely amazing i mean our infield they they all looked so smooth mm-hmm. uh, i got super jealous i was wishing that i could be an infielder again yeah. and just be like hey coach can i just get a first baseman's glove just take <laughs> just take a couple yeah. but uh i mean it looked so good everyone looks smooth on it and it just feels amazing that look it's going to be really special come next couple of weeks when we finally get out there and get mm-hmm. some home games. Yeah, and I can't stop looking at that field anytime I drive by it. My favorite part, I'm biased, is behind the plate where you got the big H logo oh, yeah. with the axe through it. I mean, it just looks sweet. So when we when we play there in a couple of weeks or maybe about a month or so, I, I can't wait to see you guys play out on that field. There's Absolutely. so many benefits to it as well that goes to our style of play. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I want to talk a little bit about – you were playing at Navy, the midshipmen. You've seen them on TV playing football or whatever. But uh, people that go to Navy or Army, dare I say Army, who with you here. <laughs> but uh, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, you have a commitment to go beyond that to go to the service. Can you talk a little bit about the requirements for the student athlete, I guess, of Navy, Navy and Army? I, I guess just talk about that. Yeah, so, I mean, the service academies itself are just an absolute different beast mm-hmm. uh, completely. Um, I mean, that like that average day, um, for at least for upperclassmen, you're still waking up like 6.30, going through formations, classes all morning, doing another formation for lunch, 
bit more classes, and then everyone is technically an athlete, whether you're a varsity athlete or you're going doing intramural sports. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, there's a lot of time commitments they put on you, and that's all just to prepare you for, like, what the military itself is actually like. Mm -hmm. You never have enough time to do everything. Yeah. So yeah. they really try to give you time management skills. And so, yeah, after, after you graduate um, – Around fall break, your senior year, they tell you what you're going to do for a job, basically. Wow. And then, or you service select, I'm sorry. And then they'll tell you, I believe, in second semester what you're actually going to do. Wow, that's crazy. That's and then crazy. from there, it's five years of service. And if you want to keep going, then absolutely. But if not, your time's done. So now that you're here at Huntington, do you have to fulfill that commitment or is it now up to you? I do not have to fill that commitment. Um, so they give you your first two years basically for free. Mm -hmm. And when I was saying that two for seven, uh, you sign your junior year. That's committing for the next seven years. Wow. And you're you're in then. But that's crazy. And now, if I can ask, are you considering that after college? Um, I'm not. I had my experience going overseas after my freshman year, mm -hmm. and personally, I just it wasn't wasn't quite for me. Um, I'd rather stay at home yeah do the, sure do the business side so yeah sure thing and you 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 major now in uh in fine what finance yeah yep finance so uh that's cool it, you know it, it just wasn't the route you know it's kind of a huge commitment of course right. um now the last question i'm going to ask i always ask fun question is maybe you know listen to the show <laughs> um and maybe you weren't expecting this a lot of players don't expect the questions i asked but you're at the 2019 army navy game at lincoln financial field and a blowout, thirty-one to seven, correct? With Absolutely. with uh, with uh, Malcolm Perry running loose that game. I remember yep. watching that wonderful game. Um, tell me about that atmosphere there because that is the most underrated rivalry I think in sports. People don't talk about it. Oh, enough. it has to be. I mean, that is. I mean that that game will just leave you completely speechless. Mm -hmm. The amount of flyovers they do, mm -hmm. the parachute teams come jumping in at halftime, and there's all kinds of games within the game. Mm -hmm. We have like different teams competing like every break in the action there is so it's I mean it's a lot of fun it gets really rowdy between the two of us um obviously the game you get so much bragging rights for the rest yep. of the year so especially Malcolm Perry was an absolute beast mm -hmm. for us so that was it was awesome to finally we were the ones to like finally break the streak that year Yep. After we had won like 14 straight, and then we lost three in a row. But I had a roommate um, who was a lineman, so it was awesome to see them win. Oh, that's cool. And so it was a great time, especially the Philly special in Philly. Yeah. Was it was there were there to see it live? <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome because yeah. now it's at MetLife Stadium in New York. I don't know if they're gonna go back back and forth to that but how does how does one get to go to that game obviously you can't have everybody right i mean that's a, it's big army and navy everybody wants to go so how did you end up going to the game i guess so they actually i mean they actually bring the entire corps of cadets and the entire wow. brigade so we'll i will we wake up at like 2:30 in the morning <laughs> to drive to a philly that day for us so even I believe this year I was talking to my, some of my old roommates, and I was like, what time's your alarm set? And they're like, 145 in the morning. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we got to drive to New York. Dude, that's crazy. But they yeah. take everybody? They take everybody. Wow. Yeah, that is. 
That is basically in the middle of finals week, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think usually we'll have, like, one or two finals afterwards coming back, and then after that you're good to go for Christmas. Well, now, why would they put finals in that week? They got to know that there's a football right. game going exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and it's and it's usually, like, you have, like, physics when you're coming back, and it's <laughs> oh, like, yeah. well, I wasn't, I wasn't going to do good on this yeah. anyways, so... <laughs> I guess. Let's <laughs> worry about the next one. That's funny. That's that's terrible timing. <laughs> I mean, come on. You got you got this huge. Just push it back another week. You know what <laughs> right, I'm saying? Right. So, well, Matt. Hey, thanks for joining the show, man. Uh, I appreciate it a lot. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for tuning into season two of the Forrester Baseball Podcast, Behind the Dish. For more episodes, head over to Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This has been Ryan Walker, and as always, Hum Foresters.